welcome back to another episode of the Creative Hustle. As always, thank you to Cabby96 for the fire intro and outro beats. You can find him on SoundCloud and on Spotify at Cabby96. My name is Max, and I'm joined here by Brandon. What's up, man? Nothing much, you know. Back at it again. Yeah. Been a long time since we've done one of these. I feel like every time we do one of these, it starts off. It's always like, been a long time since we've done one of these. So, well, it has. Yeah. No, it, it definitely has. has. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been a busy time. Yeah. Been a lot of random stuff happening. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Can't really say there's been a lot of random bad stuff. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, that is always good. I was just about to say that too. So, yeah, there we go. Off to a banger of a start right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think for this week's episode, we're just going to keep it free form, just see where the conversation goes. I think the best thing we were chatting before, uh, just to give you an update of where our headspace is at and what we have planned for summer 2019 and wedding season coming up, uh, one of two. And yeah, just kind of get an update as to where where we are in life, right? Because it's, man, time flies. I don't know about you, but I keep blinking. And then before you know it, a year goes by two years go by so yeah it's important to to get these touch points um yeah with one another and also just like amongst friends and sharing it with people so yeah thanks for tuning in thanks for being patient on this one folks yeah for sure it's a it's a time it's what a time to be alive kind of thing you know but what can you do every single day is another day closer to death (laughs) wow jokes and that uh and that wraps wraps up this episode no but I think that's, I think to, to that extent though, right? Like you really have to maximize every opportunity, which is, I think a big thing that I've been seeing throughout, I guess a little bit, the last little bit, right? Going through things like recruitment season or going through, you know, talking with people who are going through recruitment season and stuff like that. Every single time they don't maximize an opportunity with like, say like an employer or a client or something like that, right? You might never know if you'll get another crack at the can for that. And I think that's why, that's kind of like when I was thinking about, okay, I was debating in my head whether or not to say that. And then you finished talking before I finished my debate. So I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to say it. All right. And then, uh, but, but yeah, like I think that's a big, it's a big way of thinking for me right now because it's a sense of urgency of getting things done and getting things moving along with the limited time that I have in a day. Not necessarily like I'm counting down the days in my life. I feel like there's a movie with like Justin Timberlake in it. Something about like, there's a barcode that you scan in and scan out and it takes out like hours of your life. I'm it's, not in tune. It's definitely a thing. Okay. It's definitely a thing. I think. All right. But we'll like, look it up. I think that's like a, like in terms of getting motivation, that's, that's where I'm getting it from right now. So yeah. So like emphasis on kind of seizing the moment or like seizing those opportunities. Yeah. Just get the ball rolling. Just get right. The ball like, rolling. Uh, for Go sure. for it, you know? Yeah, it's interesting time, too. I know a lot of my good friends uh, from university and beyond, shout out to you guys, uh, are transitioning between jobs currently, right? Because it's been, it's been about two years of full-time employment, assuming you got a job right out of university. So a lot of people are kind of feeling their way through and maybe they've peaked at their current position and they're searching for something else or they found something else. So have a lot of uh, friends that are going through this, you know, this sense of like, okay, I want to realize more or I want to try something different. And it's not, and I think a lot of them are doing it in a really smart way. It's not completely reckless. 
Uh, it's not uncalculated and impulsive. It's the next step, right? And, you know, I'll, I'll chime in and say that's hopefully what I did earlier on about a year ago when I changed employers. But there's still always that, like, unknown and that kind of risk that you take when you try something new. But I think that in our 20s, like we're talking about seizing the opportunities and uh, and making the most out of your time and your potential. I think that reassessing along the way is super important too. And uh, I don't, I look up to people that, um, one that can stay in their position and get what they want from it, but two, also they have the ability to go on and say, all right, it's time to move on to something else um, without, without jumping too quickly, right? You got to find that balance where you're not just, you're not just saying, okay, well, I dipped my toe in and then I just said no. Like you got to give it the time and effort it deserves because otherwise you're just going to look like a, a loose cannon on, on a resume if you've only worked at XYZ company for two months and then another one for six. And maybe unless you're like a freelancer or something like that and you're just doing or a consultant, then that works out. But yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting time here uh, for myself and a lot of our a lot of my friends and probably your friends, too. Yeah, that brings up like a kind of like a good a good point and something that I was I was thinking about too. I mean, not that I'm actually at a position to switch jobs because I have no job because I'm still in school, um, or I don't have a full time job at least to to switch between. And not that I'm saying that I ever kind of will or I plan to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what, well, all I'm trying to say is like take <laughs> what I'm about to say with a grain of salt, but yeah. I remember coming across this um, video on LinkedIn from, I think it's Gary, I can't remember. Yeah, I can never, yeah, Gary V, never can pronounce his last name. I have, like, highly mixed opinions of him. I don't know whether or not to, like, trust half the stuff he says or, like, he's out to lunch on, like, the whole other half. But, like, one thing that he said was, like, you know, when employers question whether or not you worked for two months on a resume, you shouldn't be deterred by that, right? Like if you don't like your job within two months or whatever, or if you keep on switching between jobs, that's totally okay. And again, like I have complete mixed feelings about that because I feel like for our generation, that's probably like fine, right? Like someone from like the third, like 30 years old or something like that might say, that's fine. Like I get it. I I was in the same position. I want to switch jobs. But Mm -hmm. if we're going for a hiring manager that may be like 45 to 50, you know, then it's suddenly like, well, no, you have commitment issues. If we're sinking all this money into like training you, developing you, and you're only sticking around for two to three months, then it's commitment issues. Or if one thing that he recommended saying was like, you know, you could say that that's what I signed up for. Um, but that's not like what I signed up for was not what I got. They were essentially, I think he says like a snake oil salesman, something like that. Um, and perhaps I'm interpreting it wrong, but to me, I also feel like if you say that, then the employer is like, "Not just talking shit about your old employer." Does that look good? Yeah, I, you know, probably not. Probably not. But not. for people our generation, you know, maybe that's totally like you find the guy who like empathizes with that. And I think what's important to get out of that is that it was recruiter based, or it is always going to be recruiter based. So mm-hmm. that's that's something that when you when you brought that up, I was thinking about, it, and I'm like, that's interesting, right? Like again, don't know if I should. Don't don't know if I 100% trust the guy and on like half the stuff that he says, but mm-hmm. the other half, maybe. I mean, yeah. he's still perpetually for me the guy who always missed out investing on everything, and so <laughs> that's like that's already sauce. Like 
missed out on Uber, missed out on whatever, missed out on this, missed out on that. I could have been this. And then, you know, you, you just weren't though. So. Yeah. But at the same time, he still built up a brand or built up an empire too and company and, and staff people that get shit done at the end of the day. So I know that I think he speaks his mind and it's unfiltered and some stuff might click like some stuff you might say okay that kind of makes sense and then some stuff you might look beyond and say well you did miss out on that you did miss out on this so um but i think if you just look at him as a whole like it's hard do you just take the average of him of gear v or do you just take the points that See, that's cater to you I what, think. like what i'm curious about though is i i think like it's undoubtable like undoubtable that he's successful and yeah. he is who he is to me i think what i kind of find like a little bit um well, it's so my opinion of it is that I feel like he he is very successful because of like his audience, right? And he undoubtedly gives very great advice to the people that he targets. Yeah. And I think sometimes people his advice may not be as applicable obviously as almost all advice is applicable to a very specific set of people and not another set of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I think like when I say I'm not saying that you shouldn't trust him. I'm saying whether or not I do. Because I don't know if that's applicable to me. Because some of the stuff that he says, I'm like, that's that's a cool perspective, like definitely. Just I'm like, I'm not quite sure if that works like that, like in yeah. my mind, right? And I could be out to, I could be the guy who's out to lunch, like 100, percent right? Envy, right? They're no, never. <laughs> you're uh, you're like a like a couple uh, letters couple, off, yeah, on the v something or whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, yeah, 100, percent like. I totally lost my train of thought, but no, yeah, no, I could be the guy that's completely out to lunch on this, right? Like, yeah, and, but, and he might be hundred percent right. And that's probably why it's just not clicking my head, but. Oh, but it's good to yeah. have those discussions and, and for everyone to look, so not everyone looks up to Gary Vee, that's for sure. Or not everyone looks up to certain celebrities. That's also a given. Um, but the fact that you can openly express it and, and kind of justify it or, or explain what's on your mind as to why you, this might not work for you, then that's great. And just like he d- he would do the same for something he doesn't agree with, right? And then he puts that content out there, and that's what makes him Gary Vee. It's not because he sits there and says, all right, you, uh, good morning, folks. Uh, welcome uh, to this video. You guys should, uh, yeah, just keep working hard. And um, if you fail, that's okay. You know, you just keep going. Like, it, he's completely opposite of that, and he pisses off a lot of people, but he also connects with a lot of people. So I think it's, it's divided, I think he right? connects with a lot of people because he pisses off a lot of people. Honestly, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I feel like that's like a, yeah. like a kind of like a shock factor thing that yeah. he's got going there. Um, but then again, closing in on the uh, line of defamation and slander, one is written, one is oral. Can't remember which one. <laughs> so, um, yeah. How's your life? What's up with you? <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, life, man, life's good. It's, if I had to, if I had to put stuff into context or just explain where I'm at right now is on a similar note where I find a year ago or maybe two years ago, I was very, very optimistic. I would always have this outlook like, ah, yeah, whatever, just work hard. You can keep up a million things on the side, not a million, but you keep up several things on the side and you can uh maybe one day you'll hit that that lucky lottery ticket and not lottery ticket but you'll get that lucky ticket and then you'll become an entrepreneur you'll become like successful in something outside of your nine to five but i think as the years have progressed um i think that the what i've found peace in is 
trying to, instead of being good or okay at a lot of different things and trying to keep my hands full with juggling as many balls as possible, I think it's best just to pick a few projects or a few things and really just roll with those. Um, both on the project side, like if you're doing too much, too many projects at once, if you're part of too many projects at once, I think, uh, you, I think you're just not giving each one the attention it deserves. And then also on a, on a human side and relationship side, being able to connect with friends, family, like coworkers after work, if you want to hang out. So allocating the time for that as well is really important. So I think for me, it's been trying to just cut, like what I've been working on is kind of cut down on the extra noise in your life that you don't necessarily need there. That's mostly self-inflicted, like as I said, by taking on too many things or by uh, deciding to pursue something that you're not too, not really like too, I guess, um, game on or it doesn't really appeal to you as much. So saying no and allocating time has been a priority for me. Um, and yeah, going back to the relationship and, and like friendship and, and family side, man, like I know you go back to Toronto quite often for those reasons. And for me, it's being able to connect with those, the people that matter in my life. Um, I'm kind of seeing beyond just the grind and hustle mentality that like you got to be like in the editing room for 10 hours a day. Like you might have those days, but we're human. And going back to your, to your death uh, quote there, like you never know when you're going to die. Well, yeah, like I don't want to, if that's the case, then I don't want to be like, I care less about my backup project on a, on a different hard drive or something. Like I'd rather have a good time with my, my parents or like go for a walk or like see a friend or something like that's the type of stuff that I can't just, ignore anymore from my life so that kind of went you asked me how it's going that's how i'm going that's how it's <laughs> that's going deep, yeah that's but... good but no i think it's 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 interesting right like i feel like there's also a point in life when people hit that and for me i don't know like i have no problem working hard right like i don't yeah. really like most of the nights i'm up late anyways i'm doing work and like that doesn't bother me at all um, but I think it's just at some point, everybody comes to that decision, like whether that's at like 50 with their like wife and kids, whether that's like 35 with their probably wife and kids, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. like whenever that is right. Like, yeah. you know, I think it eventually hits everybody earlier or later. It's, it's down the road somewhere. It's just at what point. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm personally not a hundred percent like there yet i think because like i'm i'm 100 percent like ready to work like do whatever and i think i'm just excited about like actually starting my career because yeah. like unlike you've started for like two years yeah i haven't because i've gone through school and stuff uh, law school so um i haven't like gotten out there and actually like worked really a single day in like a law firm um so i'm like i'm pumped for that and that's like what my like entire Drive. like yeah. vision is focused on right now and so whether that changes, couldn't say. I don't see it changing in the near future anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, 100%. That, that's definitely, I think that's definitely important that a lot of people overlook, right? Like, yeah. what's the point of either making a whole bunch of money or being super successful if you can't really enjoy the, like, you know. Human side. Or yeah, the know. benefits of it, right? Benefits, like, yeah. 
like for example right like people who well for me right like i've had relatives who were like millionaires but like never spent a dollar of it kind of live in like a pretty much like a shithole their entire life saving money Mm -hmm. and they die with like a whole bunch of money never having spent all of it and for like to me they probably got a lot of happiness just by having that built up capital for me like i wouldn't want to save that much money because like i feel like i earn it to spend it you know yeah so yeah exactly it depends what you want to do with it and if it's yours you can do whatever you want technically yeah no one's to judge but not like society people do judge but yeah uh, yeah for me it's yeah we maybe we can talk about shoes for a second here like i got a little stack of shoes there and i'm buying selling whatever and it's like yo like if you were to like i don't know add this up or if you think of it like a pair of sneakers that is a hype release you could sell those and go on a trip to like europe or something which is kind of crazy so to me it's like finding that balance between for for example me you know i like nice things i'm not gonna completely ignore that but it's just kind of putting a cap on it so that you're not completely blowing it and wasting it but to me i'd much rather invest in like a memory or an experience with someone um someone that's close to you or just by yourself whatever the case may be but uh something that adds kind of value beyond like there's only so many pairs of sneakers that you can have before it just starts getting repetitive in my opinion i don't know about you like i'm very i'm i'm pumped with our collection that we got going but like oh yeah no i, I part of triple or quadruple that i think i'd probably just throw up and like, <laughs> like I, i'll, I'll double it i'd probably double it 100%. there you go or i would i would diversify okay like i right now like honestly i love the yeezy silhouette there is only one yeezy 350 that i want now that's it like like there's only one that i covet yeah like you know which one it is it's the bread that's the only one i covet i don't yeah. need I, like i don't care about like what are the, the true forms or the clays or whatever they can't they barf because a they look like barf and then b like i have too many of these things and they're just like getting devalued to shit i'm like the butt okay the butters the 350 butters just drove me insane i mean like those look salty like it was it, it looked buttery like okay. it was like because <laughs> there are salts too and stuff. no no <laughs> yeah like, no like the 350 like butters they yeah. looked buttery so credit to whoever named that because that was on point yeah but then at the same time i'm like what if i put this I, like i feel like if i put this on it's gonna melt or yeah, something like that it's not a nice color right? in my opinion and i'm like i don't i think it's hideous but man did it look like butter to me yeah. <laughs> like, but like that stuff yeah 100 percent, i agree like i'm i'm out on that like i'm recently looked into being looking into jordans and stuff like that which we had this conversation you talked to me six months ago i'm like that looks fucking ugly as shit 100 <laughs> percent. but now i'm kind of like feeling it you know yeah. it's like it's like it's peaks awkward. and valleys yeah so you know who knows yeah right like i got enough boost i think um and yeah down to double it yeah quadruple triple probably too much yeah for me it's i have to start finding places to put it (laughs) like it's finding for me it's like yeah i could just there are also investments like that's the thing that it it kind of tricks your mind a lot of these sneakers you could buy into them yeah they might be like you pay upwards of a few hundred i haven't paid a thousand dollars for shoes but like you certainly can 
um, you could wear them for a few years and arguably cash out on just as much as you paid or close to, or if not more in certain cases. So it's hard to think of them as, I think it's a, a mix between them being sneakers, like the application itself, put them on your feet, you go for a walk, are they comfortable? You go for a run, are they comfortable? There's that two kind of investments. Cause as I said, they can appreciate, they can depreciate. So you're just taking cash and putting in something that you hopefully you can get it out later. Should there be a need for that? And then, yeah, just like, and then there's also another value to it is like you're just owning them, just yeah, owning them and like being this, happy that I own these sneakers, <laughs> right? Which is, I think it's kind of sad. Like I, and I'm, I'm, I'm in that same boat too, man. I'll, you can trip me, <laughs> but like, think of it. Like we need to buy sneakers to like, to be happy. Uh, it's probably should reevaluate, like reevaluate like, my, my living. But like, I think I would phrase it as I buy sneakers to be happier. Not that like they define yeah. my happiness. They just supplement it. Like knowing yeah. I have it. You know, sometimes you're like, this looks sick. I'm glad I own this. And that's about it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Quick aside here. So we're kind of sneaker heads. We uh, take part in the social media consumption and following the drops and this and that. But you can think of sneakers as like uh, just any luxury good, not even it's like luxury, point. just it's a like premium a or luxury collection, yeah. a stamp like collection, a nice, significantly more expensive, like a nice whatever. watch or like a nice handbag, whatever the case may be, like something that's a little bit more than what you should pay, like, but um, but at the same time people do it, like it's it's a normal it's a normal thing in a lot of uh, environments, so whether that's sneakers or whether that's upgrading your phone year after year or whether that's i don't know wearing socks only once is like some people do that right so oh i do not understand people who do like that or like wearing like underwear only once and tossing it like floyd may like mayweather yeah jesus i mean like i get he's rich but jesus yeah um but yeah anyways going back to that it's like yeah it's just the idea that you're paying more for just like the actual asset value or the actual um i guess i don't know what i'm trying to say here it's you're paying more than the actual like the face value of whatever a sneaker is worth right like you could pay a pair for a pair of running shoes pay 100 bucks nice pair of running shoes or you could pay 300 bucks and you're getting like a little bit of value and i think exclusivity kind of like hype i buy into it sometimes myself so i'm not again like i'm not here to bash you this is this is oh no! Like a hundred percent, like, like bashing myself. I like them because of how they look, and I'm willing to pay more for them because of their aesthetic value, or mm-hmm. because of their comfort, or because like they're a superior product. Like for yeah. me, Boost, I actually think is just a much more comfortable material. Yeah. So Adidas Boost, it's like those foam-looking shoes you see on the street if people are, are walking around. Those, it's comfortable. I think it's more comfortable than any other shoe I've worn, like ever. Yeah. Um, I would wear it again. I would wear it to work if I could. Um, I'll, I'll wear it well, today. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I would wear it today. I would wear it tomorrow. Yeah. I would wear it yesterday. Yeah. You know, like I love it and I'd pay more for it because it's functionally better. Yeah. But it also looks nice. So I'll pay more for it because it's functionally great. It looks dope. That's true. And then if the colorways is sick, I'll start throwing more money at the problem, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> but. And, and I think that's why I like them, right? Like for Yeezys, yeah. it's comfortable. If you, unless if you get like the wrong size, but in general, very comfortable. Um, they look sick. They're kind of hype. There's some nice colorways out mm-hmm. there. Pay for those. 
right? Yeah. Um, and that's why I like them, and that's why they kind of bring me happiness to know that they just sit there and I have them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I think I'd like. I agree as well. I think very comfortable, most comfortable shoe I put on, and what irritates me, I guess, is some people buying into it because they think it's going to make them stand out and be a better person as a whole. A like, better person. <laughs> no, but like, like they'll have stat, like status just because they have the shoes. And like, yeah, it's a conversation opener. And you, a lot of people make assumptions right off the bat when they see like a pair of like Yeezys or a pair of uh, Nike off-whites. Or like Balenciagas. Or Balenciagas. Like there's, there's certain like like stereotypes that people apply if you're wearing it. But I think if truly deep down your approach is like comfort, aesthetic, and then sure, some people associate that like kind of boost in value to a person that like almost like false kind of boost. If you have this shoe, then you're 10 times better human because you can flex on the gram. Like that's like, I see that as like an added benefit maybe, but as long as you're rooted and like, okay, well, you genuinely like the sneaker and it's comfortable and it makes you happy and then there's like an added okay well they're exclusive or not many people have them i'll deal with that but i think many people i especially think younger people if you're out there listening like you log into instagram you go follow your favorite youtuber and it's always the latest and greatest nike off-white or you know limited edition like jordan and it's like always constantly like trying to get the latest and latest and latest and latest. And I think they do it just because they think owning that will give them more kind of status uh, and more kind of respect in society. When I think deep down, when I think of respect and when I think of your logic there, when you're saying, I like the comfort and I like the aesthetic and yeah, they're exclusive, whatever. Yeah, I think that's, that's, I for them. that's like, important. I'm not going to buy a shoe that I think that looks sick but is just terrible to wear. Like there to yeah. me there's there's no point in doing that. Like Gucci slides, right? I hate like some people might love slides. Yeah. I hate slides. So I would never I, I'm not talking about like the kind of Slippers. slides that you're wearing. Yeah. Like I'm talking about, like you know those like with the fur and whatever. Yeah, yeah. and like you know some people yeah. love that. I yeah. hate that. Like that drives me insane. Yeah. Like, you know, it might look dope. I don't personally think it does, but assuming that I did think it looks really sick, yeah. I wouldn't buy them because I'm like, they're just uncomfortable to me. Yeah. Right? I just don't want to wear it. Right. I yeah. think for me as well, like I think buying and wearing these kinds of shoes aren't necessarily, well, for me, it's not like a, like a status kind of thing. Cause mm-hmm. deep down it's like, you know, even if you see someone who's a lot of shoes, like, okay, that's sick. Like I relate to that, that he has those shoes, but I'm not like, this guy's like a god or something like that but yeah. i think it gives you confidence yeah right and, and i think that's important um not to say like we both probably at some point judge people based on the yeah. kind of shoes that like, they're wearing first impressions right, right? like like it's I, hard to get rid of those i think if you see someone in a really like if you see someone in like a really nice suit but they're just wearing god-awful like square-toed like you clown know, shoes yeah clown shoes that were like okay nice shoes everything's sick then they're wearing black new balance sneakers from like 1990 then like that's you're immediately judging them right like if Yo, it's, it's a business if it's in like fashion it could be yeah but if it's in like an everyday business meeting or something yeah. like that you're like 
why is that guy wearing black New Balance? It's like he should have yeah. just worn like at this point white ones and just owned it. You know, yeah. black ones he's trying to like Blend fade in. into it or whatever, and then you're like, you know, you make that judgment. But on the other side, right? If you wear something that's like really hype or whatever, you're like, as I said earlier, oh, I relate to this person. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of see why he did that. I mean, I don't know anything else about them, but that's as far as I got just by looking at their shoes. Yeah. Right. Or if someone wears like something like really chunky or really like, um, or something that just look, doesn't look that great, you're like, that's just not like a great looking shoe. I'm like, I'm not saying anything about the person, but that's just not like a mm-hmm. great looking shoe. And that's the first assumption that yeah you kind of make, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's interesting. I find a lot of the like fashion and sneakers is kind of, um, converging towards like a uniform type look, which a lot of people in fashion right now are th- saying like, it's, it's kind of sucks because streetwear and high fashion have kind of blended together. Like the lines are well beyond blurred at this point and it's almost looking like cookie cutter. But anyways, that's, that's just what that's just the society we live in. That's just the state we live in right now where you have like the Virgil Abloh of the world that are coming out and, and creating like a standard, it's, it's a standardized look or like aesthetic to a lot of different things. And it's not like there's huge variations in like what's popping in. I, I can't really think of the last pair of sneakers that I looked at and I was like, whoa, those are really different but like really cool. Like I respect those, like other than the, the whole dad shoe movement. Right. I would agree with that. I have not seen anything to me. That's like, those look dope. Those are different. You know what? No, maybe the vapor maxes, the vapor maxes when they first came out with the bubbles at the bottom, like yeah. those are different. Those the look sick. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those look sick. Yeah. It's different. They came up with different colorways, but they still had like that fly knit material. I'd say that, but other than that, like, you know, I have yeah. opinions on, like, Virgil, which are, like, to me, I'm like, you know, you can just put anything in quotations and you're, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, it's like when I, <laughs> when I looked at his Ikea collab, yeah. I was like, what the, f-? like, yeah. it's just, like, it's I'm looking at, maybe I'm looking at, ago. like, a bag that just says bag. Yeah. <laughs> like what is going what, on what am i looking at or like it's like a mat that just says welcome but then you're like no, this is too big to be like a welcome mat so like what's going on here like there's one that says keep off in quotation marks and it's a mat it's like yeah uh, you're a mat <laughs> like, <laughs> let me step on you i mean like anyways you know it's a conversation starter i guess at the end of the day and i don't know it's uh it's obviously still popping or else we wouldn't have seen that or it wouldn't be in existence but um but yeah no, yeah, I don't think there's, yeah, I, I think it's gone all one kind of uniform kind of one style. kind of direction. I don't follow high fashion, never got high fashion. I always yeah. think everything they put out just looks hideous. And a lot of it is just not accessible. And I think like a lot of rap, like, okay, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of celebrities, a lot of people that buy into the high fashion stuff, like that's, that's kind of stuff when you're growing up, like certain people just would never even dream of having access to. And I think part of the reason why they like spending or like buying these types of clothes is like, well, you know, I grew up like I grew up from nothing and I deserve to to be able to spend that much on like a pair. Yeah, 100 percent. So like that, like I, I can I can sympathize. Like I understand that um, to me. I feel like celebrities are more relatable than high fashion, though, like high fashion. I, I'm talking like runway stuff, like some runway stuff. Bags and, like, you're just like, yeah, like what? 
what is this? Like, why is this such a waste of fabric? Right? Like, some of the stuff that comes out, it never makes it to retail. Right? You might, you might have a celebrity wear it. Maybe. Yeah. Right? But then they're only wearing it for, like, a red carpet, whatever. You're not going to sell it at your store, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like... There are a few. Yeah, I mean... Prada coming out with some, like, random weird design very few of them make it to like prada retail Mm -hmm. because nobody's gonna wear that ever it doesn't look nice and who thought it looks nice like sometimes i snowbody is like oh this looks looks sick and the comment section is like torn you guys are like out to lunch like what is even going Mm -hmm. on in this thing right but then again if what we think is main kind of mainstream streetwear and fashion we think of that as like kind of becoming uniform then okay, it's another extreme, but this like high fashion stuff, I don't, I sure as hell know, I ain't pulling that off. I, I know nothing about it either. Right. Like, I just, I just know that it, I don't agree with it. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, and that's fine. Uh, that's fine. Like, and, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, I'll be returning this Gucci bag here that I was going to give you. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> but, uh, no, that's, it's interesting. It's puzzling because you see it everywhere, like fashion designer stuff and like, uh, like Adidas, like sneakers and off-white releases, like it's all over my feed. So it's fun to just kind of pick and and chat about it because so often do we just scroll through and then before you know it, we already have these like ideas and stuff running in our heads that maybe if we voice some else like this, then uh, we learn fr- something from it. So and that's pretty cool to shuffle a bit here, unless you want to add anything in. Not really high yeah, fashion. No, that's pretty much right. Brennan hates high fashion. <laughs> Hot take. Uh, hot take. <laughs> Fresh off the press. What's the plan for the summer? I think uh, it'd be good to kind of wrap up this podcast with, I don't know, reaching out and seeing, giving an update to our listeners, to our friends and uh, our community um, as to what we got planned for the coming months. Yeah. So coming up, we got a pretty busy May, actually. We got a couple weddings coming up, a couple mm-hmm. big weddings that we're pretty pumped about. Um, for me, I start working at um, a law firm this summer, and I'm super pumped about that. So I'm really excited. Had uh, had kind of some drinks and beers with uh, some of the lawyers from that firm that I'm going to be working at, who came down to Ottawa on a on like in a recruitment event, and that got me more stoked for it. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think that's it. Like I'm uh, pretty dead set and focused on that. Yeah. There are, oh, I will be going to, like, Italy as, like, our first family trip in a while with my parents. Yeah, tell um, us about that. Yeah, so I, I don't actually know much about that, okay. honestly. I just know that it's happening. Yeah. Uh, my parents are planning it, so I'm, I'm excited for that. There'll be a lot of uh, Italian-themed photos coming out on okay. the Instagram feed, probably. Which, yeah, that's on both of us, but the yeah. feed has been kind of... yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I think Instagram has kind of done its done its thing for us, and we've kind of shifted strategies yeah. for, from that aspect. But, I mean, it's fun to follow should... stuff along, but no, we definitely have content on its way and, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, but it's that on its way. <laughs> Maybe once a week or so. We should probably yeah. get yeah. back in the loop on that. But, anyways, we can take that offline. <laughs> Don't want to put you on the spot for that. And, uh, yeah, summer's almost here. It's warming up. Yeah, how about you? I'm hoping for, hoping for some warm weather soon. I love. Sorry, just I'll answer that in a second. I'm all for skiing, and I'm all for cold weather and snow. But once March hits, it's time to just 
take the t-shirts out and even if you're going to continue skiing which is the best arguably some of the best skiing ever spring skiing in a t-shirt sunglasses like you can't you can't beat that like i just don't want any more of these like overnight snowstorms and then everything melts again it's just useless so um for my summer i'm going to be trying to connect a little bit more with some friends back up in the collingwood area blue mountains uh, a few people that yeah, I just want to connect with, like it's been a while. Uh, I did last year, did a couple years ago, but and also try and bring the mic along and just open some conversations because I find catching up with some old friends over, um, I don't know, whatever, over a coffee or tea, whatever you're into, and then just having these like in-depth conversations that, that you think, oh, like, you know when you have the, those conversations and you're like, damn, like I thought I was the only person that thought that but you do too. So like respect, well, hundred yeah. percent. chances are like if you're the, two, if you can have that conversation that someone else listening or someone else out there um, can relate. So I think, you know, just being able to have those genuine and open conversations with people that are close to me or have been close to me. Um, and then trying to keep the podcast up because, uh, you know, if, as we kind of down, I guess, downscale our Instagram kind of content, uh, I think it's nice to have another platform to keep up. Uh, to say that we have like you know a way to connect with our audience even though yeah. it's completely different if you think of it when we first started all this can be an episode on its own we should probably just chat about like alt and the like how, why like i know we've said why we started it in the past but just the evolution sure yeah 100 so let us know if you're Create looking, a timeline yeah let there us know go. if you want to hear that from us we'd be more than happy have to. some like conspiracy theory board <laughs> with like the red string everywhere yeah being, like may May 2015. The incident. Yes. (laughs) Brennan is confirmed Illuminati. And that concludes the alt chapter. No, I'm not actually wrapping it up. But I will be as soon as Cabby96 comes into play. Oh, that was a good transition. You can hear him just about now. As always, check him out on SoundCloud and on Spotify. Cabby96. It's been a good episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And as I said, if you have any questions, concerns, death threats, just send them our way. Preferably not death threats. But uh, we accept all feedback and criticism. Uh, all right. Well, Cabin 96 on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send death threats. That's a joke. Stay positive. Stay creative. Keep hustling. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Peace.